Yo, what up out there guys and gals? It's your boy Zay, representing that culture of dad, back again with a brand new Culture Dad podcast. It's the place where we discuss all things dad, which is simply all things. Now, quick verbal disclaimer, although we may discuss daddy issues, family issues, and the like, this podcast is intended for mature audiences. Here is where we have real talk from and repping a daddy's perspective. Your discretion is advised. All right, welcome back. It's your boy Zay, like I said, back with a whole brand new podcasting series. This series that we're doing today is something new for all of the audience out there. We got a special guest. This is going to be the start of something new. We are calling it tentatively the Relationship Series. I'm bringing in my lady because I've had some questions. People have been kind of curious to know who I'm with and what my situation is. So I'm bringing in my partner, my significant other. We're doing this this series of podcasts that's going to probably come out maybe once a month or something to that effect, where we'll be discussing different topics, which we think you might enjoy. So today's episode, we're going to be discussing spirituality, how that relates to us as individuals, how it plays in our family, what we're teaching our children, things of that nature. So definitely tune in, be sure. But not that because I'm rambling, let me just get straight to the point. Let me introduce my guest, Miss Allison Reynoso. She is an amazing life coach. She's been doing life transformations, um, spirituality coaching, and business coaching for quite a little bit. And she's pushing her business to the next level. She's had years of experience within the health and human services, working with the elderly, people with death and dying. Basically, this woman, she knows what she's talking about. I'm blessed to have her. Many will say she is my better half, Miss Allison Reynoso. Babe, want to take it away? Say hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Today we are going to dive right in and start talking some spirituality context. Um, You being a life coach, I'm really interested to hear your perspectives. Uh, We do a lot of stuff together. So I have some insight on that, but we never actually dived in and actually talked with each other about what our beliefs are. We just kind of um, resonated with each other, I think. Yeah, big time. And uh, we have had these conversations before, and we find so much in common, but also a lot, a lot of things are different, yeah. uh, different perspectives. And thank you so much for inviting me. I'm just looking forward to getting into the conversation. Awesome, awesome. So tune in. We'll be getting right back to it in just a moment. All right, so to dive right in, I think the first thing that makes the most sense for us to talk about is our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know more about what were yours, what was your spiritual or religious upbringing, and where you, where that, where that has led you up to this point today, as far as whether you are religious or spiritual, and if there's a difference or not. So let's just start off talking about your background. I'll share some information about mine. Sure. Uh, so I, I was born in Dominican Republic. Uh, I grew up somewhat Catholic, and I say somewhat Catholic because we. I remember going to church only during you know funerals and weddings. Nothing consistent. Um, but overall, uh, I remember I was told I was Catholic and following the Catholic beliefs and traditions. Um, I also remember going to church as a child and there was a statue of Jesus. It was huge. Of course, I was really small. And I remember looking at it from underneath and being truly afraid of it. I was terrified. It was as you, if... You was afraid of Jesus? I was afraid of Jesus. I was afraid of this this huge Man hanging on the thing. cross. Exactly. Bleeding with horns, thorns in his head. Well, I didn't see no blood in there, but it was <laughs> it was definitely terrifying. Uh, so there was 
interfere with it. Mm. Uh, I came to the States when I was 12 years old. And at that point, my parents had actually made us go to church on Sundays. And of was, course, I was it a regular go. kind of go to church? You have to go that to church every regular. Sunday? That was more regular. It was more regular. And uh, of still course, Catholic at this time, Catholic, still Catholic. And one of the things I remember very clearly was how I kept hearing from the priest, of course, I kept hearing how everything was the woman's fault. What do you mean? There was a lot of talk about um, guilt oh. and just, just, it was somebody's fault. There was someone to blame. Oh, that and, whole, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, well, just it, to, just because I do have some experience with the whole Jesus thing because my, my background is a little similar, but I came up more in the quote unquote Christian side, although we weren't that regular either. But, um, I do recall a lot of the earlier mm-hmm. stories and the foundation, like the whole Genesis mm-hmm. story and where that all started was all Eve's fault. She tempted Adam with the apple and yada, yada. So I can kind of get where you would start getting that that idea that it's all the woman's fault. Yeah. I mean, perhaps it was just my my observation and my perception about what he was saying. But there was something not right for me. It was like, hmm, this doesn't sound right. It just didn't feel good. So I started acting up and my mom said, listen, you don't have to go to church. I said, okay, thank you. So then I stopped going to church. Oh, you got off easy. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily get all of that. I mean, when I, when I, my earliest, me- remember, my earliest memories as far as religion and spirituality goes is that, um, my parents always said we were Christian. Um, I think, you know, they, at the time they leaned towards, uh, Baptist and because that's the thing in, I guess, black culture, you know, and, um, but we weren't very, we were really, we were really fair weather as far as going to church regularly. But what happened was, um, once I started school, uh, the schools around me and my, my, my mom and my dad, they wanted to make sure I got a decent education. Um, so they, they threw me in the Catholic school because there was a Catholic school right nearby. So since I was like well, preschool, there was a little bit of religious undertone, but it wasn't that big mm-hmm. of a deal. But then oh, I remember once I actually went to like first grade and all of that, it was Catholic school and I did that to third grade. So that's where I got a lot of my like moral, mm-hmm. moral guidelines and, and initial foundation where it was all like, okay, I, I, I was get the big guilt trips, the nuns mm-hmm. who would beat us kids with the rulers and I remember when I got pulled out of school in like the third grade, mainly because we moved way across town. But that particular year, I remember getting poked in the nose by a nun and she gave me a bloody nose. And I, just because I couldn't stand this lady, I went home and made a really big deal about it so that, Mm. you know, they can get in trouble. Um, because you know my mom's, she doesn't play no stuff. You know my mom's not. She don't really take much stuff these days. So she doesn't. Yes. So, um, but that's basically yeah. was my start yeah. as far as religion. Mm-hmm. So when, because when I met you, you know, you were somebody who was pretty well versed in um, a lot of different modalities, I think. So you yeah. seem to have had some spiritual exploration. When did that start? Because that's... Well, you know, so after the Catholic thing, mm-hmm. then I don't recall when exactly, but I became very curious about Santeria. Uh, so I got involved with it. I started going to uh, people who would do readings for me and started learning more about it. It's all about embracing nature and really taking it all in and asking, you know, our divinity, which is out there, to really assist us. So I went from Santeria, mm-hmm. which she was not nicely viewed by my mother, of course. I think, I mean, just to piggyback on that, um, I think, you know, there's a lot of stigma attached with Santeria um, as somebody who's never really um, explored that side of things too much. I just know where I came from, you hear about like Santeria and it was like kind of equivalent of like voodoo and these different types of like 
spiritual paths or doctrines are considered mm-hmm. like, oh, that's mm-hmm. negative and that's like mm-hmm. almost like Satan worship. And so yeah. it's very misunderstood. And then you meet somebody and like they're telling you all of this that it's just about connecting with nature and with the divine. And um, so it's pretty interesting that you actually had the experience where you dabbled in that and like explored it a little bit and got. Uh, more familiar with yeah. uh, that side of things. Definitely. And it really got me to get to know myself better mm-hmm. and to rely on what I have and rely on nature. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, when I went to college, I was introduced to yoga. So I got very interested in that. And afterwards, I would say that I dig a little bit into Hinduism. I think that's around when I met you. You was kind of big into into Hinduism. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I think, you know, a lot of, of there's a lot of valuable spiritual merit with Hinduism. Um, of course. Tying into Buddhism, the Dharma, mm-hmm. which we later explore together in our in our journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's pretty interesting. Your, your journey took you all the way to mm-hmm. the east. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. And, uh, um, that's pretty interesting. Absolutely. Like learning about Ganesh and Shiva and all that. And and then after that, I don't recall when either, but then I was introduced. Actually, it was a class that I was taking in, in college, and I was introduced to Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And after that, of course, just I just became fascinated by, by Buddhism, the teachings, of the Buddha, including the benefits of meditation. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I'm in a totally different space where I learned the biggest thing I learned and the difference between, for me, the, big, the biggest difference between uh, growing up Catholic and where I'm at is that God, the idea of God became something inside of me, mm-hmm. not outside. Mm-hmm. For me, Catholic means God is over there and he's going to punish me if I'm not a good girl. Now I'm at a point and with Buddhism, I learned that God is inside of me. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful lesson to learn. I personally feel just because um, I often feel the same way a lot. Um, that was probably one of my biggest issues with Christianity and with Catholicism and all of that. Um besides all of the contradictory messages um, was this whole idea that uh, God or whatever you, whatever well, they call it God specifically mm-hmm. is outside mm-hmm. and is this entity um, this entity that they make sound very much like a person and <laughs> that has all the power mm-hmm. and that has all the right to judge and that you're just kind of this lowly human mm-hmm. being begging and groveling for mm-hmm. you know some mercy. some mercy basically yeah mm-hmm. some mercy some attention some yeah some grace and graciousness um but that said you know it just makes me think about how kind of parallel our, our paths have been mm-hmm. and like we we talk about this all the time like our journeys have always seem to have paralleled and mirrored each other mm-hmm. but been completely separate <laughs> like um so i very much had a similar kind of thing where i was big into exploring a lot of different modalities a lot of different trains of thoughts um like i said i was in a household where we were quote unquote christian um then i was tossed into school where it was all catholic teachings um and that was all you know the lessons you know reading the bible going to Sunday school, like all of this extra stuff, which I never really, you know, I did it because I had to, because you're a little kid and you do what your parents say, <laughs> but it was never anything that really jived for me. There was, there was always this contradictory nature to the religion doctrines that I couldn't get right about. There were things that I thought were great. Like, you know, you listen, you look at the 10 commandments and one of the biggest things is thou shalt not kill. And like, okay, I think that's a great moral teaching. Don't kill people. Yeah. I can get on board with that all day, but then you turn around and tell me about like the Holy Crusades where they run around and it was killing masses of people and forcing people to believe their beliefs and killing those who didn't believe those beliefs. And then you start studying history and you start learning about mm-hmm. like the, the the Catholic church doing all these things to, you know, get more power. And I'm just like, well, how does that equate to 
the lessons you're teaching us individually where you're saying we should not kill and we should not steal and we should not do all these things. So I always felt a little bit at odds with the with the religion religious practices mm-hmm. because because they kind of made me at odds with myself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways where it was like, well, do I do or do I not? And so um, after that, I think with my mother, she's, she's relatively young. She was relatively young when she had me. She was also on her own spiritual journey. So then she started actually um, bringing all these different thoughts and ideas as mm-hmm. she was exploring into the household. So, you know, once I was out of Catholic school at third grade, um, she started exploring like Kwanzaa and things like that and she brought and she started exploring Islam and she brought like the Quran home and you know we visited a few mosques and things of that nature and started learning how to you know she would start praying to the east I would always ask these questions like what are you what are you doing what is that about you know so during that time I had a chance to actually read through the Quran and stuff and I'm not going to say like I'm a big expert or anything, but I definitely skimmed through the lessons. And I mean, I definitely found a lot of commonality between that Mm -hmm. and the Bible. But then there were like some serious differences. Um, So at this point, I started thinking like, okay, well, if there's all if there's these threads of commonality, which resonated within me Mm -hmm. as that feels right, that feels good, Mm -hmm. like these common threads feel right, feel good. But the things that didn't really work for me that I was always like, well, how can that be Mm -hmm. if you say that? Um, I started to shed a lot of the the stuff that just didn't make sense, but I I held close to me the things that did make Mm -hmm. sense, right? So, you know, as I got into college and started really getting off on my own, you know, I was like, okay, well, I've, I've read the, I've read the Bible. I've looked at the Quran, you know, so I picked up a Torah at some point. I had some Jewish friends and I would ask them questions and I skimmed through the Torah a bit and it was like, okay, so, you know, now I'm a little bit versed in all of the, as they say, the the Abrahamic traditions, because like Christianity and Catholicism, not even Christianity, but Catholicism and Islam and Judaism all started at that single source of Abraham and then it splintered into these three different yeah. veins. So it's like, okay, I'm a little bit versed. There's a lot of contradictory messages in each in each religion, but then it is, there are these common threads that yeah, really made totally. sense to me. So I was able to start forming my own truth and that mm-hmm. really became a big part of who I am in, in, in the sense of knowing that, okay, you take you take in the information and you discern what feels right from what's wrong and you kind of go with what works for you so you know after that after after that I continued to just kind of dib and dabble here and there and I think when we met which um yeah when we met I was kind of just doing my own thing I had my little my moral kind of compass mm-hmm. based off of, you know, on my different explorations, but I was not necessarily, I wasn't calling myself anything. I wasn't saying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm strictly this or I'm strictly that. Um, but through meeting you, I started to get more familiar with Hinduism and then we fell into like Buddhism and the mm-hmm. Dharma big time together. And I think that is probably the last religious doctrine that I was very much like, mm-hmm. okay, I am this. Like, I, I, I would never say I'm a Buddhist, but I always mm-hmm. said, like, I'm a student of the Dharma. I'm okay. a student of that teaching. And I think the main thing about that is because a lot of the, uh, well, I won't even say a lot of the Eastern traditions, but specifically Buddhism, specifically the Dharma, felt much more empowering mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. because it really did uh, solidify that idea that God is within, yeah. which always... I knew intuitively, like all of the messages you get from Catholic school and Christianity, like the first thing God says to Moses is like, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. everything, the all in between, right? So that to me just made sense that like, oh, God's in me. But then at the same time, the priests are telling you, well, uh, like, no, you have to go pray to this external God and here, this temple, this is where, this is the house of the God. And like, like it always made me feel separate from God mm-hmm. as opposed to make me really realize and appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that, wait a minute, I can, I have access to God directly myself. I don't need to go and pray through Jesus to reach God. I don't need to go do all these things. So I think the Dharma really made me 
really brought that message home for me and really made me yeah. feel like, oh, okay. And I, it felt more empowering. It started to feel more empowering for me to meditate and go within than it did for me to like get on my knees and pray and feel like I was begging for somebody to hear me. And so I think that's where a big a big shift happened mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. as as we really dived in deep and started exploring. Well, I, I think that your journey and my journey, you know, it's there's so much benefit in it. Because if we didn't know the difference, I mean the, the way that we know what we know for sure for us is based on our history and the things that we have learned and the benefits that we got from old studying so, so many different modalities. Right. And looking at the differences really helps us be more grounded into what we believe at this point. For me, I am definitely spiritual. I believe that we are our own creator. I believe that our creator created us and we basically have the same qualities that the creator has. Okay, I love that you brought that up. Hold that thought. We're gonna come back and explore that in our next in our next segment. All right, stick around, y'all. We'll be right back. All right, so. Um, Considering what you just finished talking about as far as what your beliefs are on spirituality, um, I really want to actually dive in a little bit on the exploration of uh, what is spirituality versus religion and what's the difference between the two, whether there is a real difference or not. I get this question a lot when I talk to people and we get into these conversations. Like I have a lot of friends um, who are very religious mm-hmm. and are very much into their religious faith and practices, which I think is a beautiful thing. I think there's a lot of great value there. But me, myself, I don't consider myself religious. Mm-hmm. I consider myself spiritual. And then that has that becomes its own thing. Well, then what is spiritual and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I know at some point I started to explore these different concepts like, oh, atheist and agnostic and all that like atheists don't believe in anything outside of us here and now as far as believing in God and stuff they don't really necessarily well, they, think about that I guess I believe they, they even they believe in something I would hope so but but just saying the general blanket definition of atheist that mm-hmm. I've gotten so far is that's what it mm-hmm. said that they don't really believe anything mm-hmm. in anything more than themselves and then uh, there's agnosticism, which are people who believe in God, but they don't believe in religion. And so I started to identify with that big time where for a while where I was just like, oh, I totally believe in God. I totally believe in something more, some sort of grand design, um, some sort of something divine. But I just I couldn't believe in religions because I felt, you know, religions were. You know, I had my own issues with religions. Not to yeah. say that religions were bad or right or wrong or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just had my own issues. So I wasn't going to put my belief in mm-hmm. the religions itself, themselves. But I did still believe in something more and something mm-hmm. beyond. So um, that started to inform my own personal viewpoint. So mm-hmm. I'm curious as far as what do you think as far as religion versus spirituality yeah. and what the differences are there? Well... I'll tell you about the differences the way I see it, but I'd like to start with the, the similarities first. Okay. Um, it comes down to the same thing, the way I see it. Whatever makes you feel and makes you be like the greatest version of yourself, mm-hmm. whatever that means to you, if you truly applying yourself to live in that way, and I'm talking about you know, with just living your life with love and compassion and, and just, just being with people. Um, it's, if that's what you, it doesn't matter what tools you use or what practices you use. I believe that if you become a, an enlightened person, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, if you become awakened, mm-hmm doesn't matter what method you use in my book, just go at it. So, my issue and the difference I see is with religion, 
and again this is based on my experiences is when he gets so um let's say anal he gets so strict mm -hmm. to the point where he becomes all about right or wrong it all becomes uh it becomes more judgmental than anything else mm. people who are so in it that they just don't see the fact that just because people don't believe it the way they believe it then you sort of like you're going to hell pretty much mm. when it becomes so uh inclusive mm. so i, I want to i want to take it back for a moment to what you just said in regards to spirituality because you said that there's no it's not necessarily about the systems but if whatever helps be your best self bring exactly. but there are things like I do I personally feel that there is an element of a belief in something more something grander Absolutely. Um, there are things in this world that help people feel more be their best selves that are not attached to any kind of uh greater beyond right mm -hmm. like there are all sorts of self-help and mm -hmm. you know all sorts of self-development uh gurus and techniques and practices yeah. i feel that really help people become their best selves and there are a lot of people who have just you know great moral compasses without necessarily having any kind of attachment or association to any religious doctrine or any kind of belief system in anything beyond us mm -hmm. so would you consider that spiritual then? Because that would still fall into the same, to the same vein. But for me, I feel like spirituality does still have a connotation of belief in something more or something beyond. No, absolutely. But the same way that people who are religious, they, they believe in something greater than themselves. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, for me, in, especially in my path and spirituality, it's like being connected to who you really are however you go about it that's the key and by to me being connected to the essence of who you really are is what's going to make you uh be more loving you know it's what's going to make you be more acceptance of other people it's what's going to make you live your life the way it was designed to mm. you know yeah i get that i just feel like there, I, I, I want to be kind of careful about the verbiage we use because, you know, like I said, when, when I was talking about the differences between like atheism and, agno, agno, and agnosticism, <laughs> um, I do know some atheists who don't who don't believe in a God or anything like that and who are very uh, stand up people who have like these great moral fibers and great, you know great moral codes and who are very much consistently trying to develop themselves to be their best self. So I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like, um, if you don't have any kind of association to the divine or anything more beyond, that means that you're not actually reaching your potential or becoming your best self. Okay. So if you believe that nature is the thing for you, Let's say that is what you believe. You believe that you get all that you need from nature and that that it basically activates you to be who you want to be. Yeah, but I'm talking specifically about people who just believe it's just me. It's just me out here. It's just me on this spinning ball in space and I'm just doing the best I can. What about them? Well, I just feel like those people playing this term, I hate the term devil's advocate because just lack of a better term, but just stepping into their shoes, I feel mm -hmm. that, you know, those people would say, you know, I don't believe in anything. I just believe there's us, there's people, and we just do the best we can. And they would not consider this, they would not tie themselves to being spiritual at all as far as thinking that anything that they do is spiritual. Mm -hmm. They're just thinking, they're just believing that 
they're doing the best they can for themselves, for their loved ones, and hopefully for the betterment of society mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, without necessarily tying that to anything. That's it. You said it. For the, better, the betterment of society, I think that if you take humanity into account, it doesn't matter what you're practicing. Mm -hmm. Like, if being a better you includes you and humanity at large, then to me, it doesn't matter how you go about it. Okay, okay. I'll, and I'll listen, if that. you choose to just, it's all about me and there's nothing else, and you're happy about it, then just be happy with it. Sure. I mean, ultimately, what's the purpose of life? Isn't it just to be happy, to live it? Wow. I think that's a huge part of my, my life. <laughs> my to, life is to live it. It's to live it. To live it to its fullest. And if I'm not being happy in my life, then what the hell is the point? Exactly. What the hell did I come here for? But that's yeah. my personal perspective. I think for me, um, the biggest difference uh, between the whole spirit, between the idea of spirituality and religion comes with um, a lot of religions. It's, it's their set doctrine. It's like, it's a particular technique, a particular path to something greater, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of religions oftentimes seem to give off the message that theirs is the only way. Mm -hmm. That's something I, I deeply, deeply disagree with. Um, but I think religions are really just particular paths that work for large groups of people. You sure. know? And I think with spirituality, it goes beyond that because I think mm -hmm. people who consider themselves spiritual mm -hmm. are more open in the sense that they realize they can connect and find deeper meaning in life and deeper connection with the divine Um with or without the doctrines of religion. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me is the biggest difference that I don't have to be Christian and sending all my prayers mm -hmm. to Jesus in order to reach God, in order to get forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Or I don't have like I don't have to be Muslim and, you know, on my knees facing the east mm -hmm. three times a day in order to, you know, reach heaven and, and, and reach, you know, uh, that I can connect with God mm -hmm. and find my own path and do things that mm -hmm. feel right and resonate with me in my soul yeah. um, and that I can explore these different doctrines and see what works for me and take what works for me and actually find a path that works for me and know that there's there's no right or wrong to this yeah. <laughs> there's no set one way and I definitely don't have to follow any particular path mm -hmm. where I feel that path has gone astray mm -hmm. um, at any point, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm following a path that feels right to me 100% mm -hmm. all the mm -hmm. way. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, when I was, say, following the Christian path, there were all sorts of things left mm -hmm. and right that I could never understand that just didn't feel right to me. Um, so I think for me, that's, yeah. the big, the, that's the biggest difference is that religion is, like, just one set path one set method to in order to deepen your connection with mm -hmm. with God, with the divine, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, where our spirituality is a more open-minded approach mm -hmm. to really finding your own intimate mm -hmm. and individual path. Yeah. I think that overall, if you look at all the different religions, and I haven't really looked at all the different religions, but I had ex I have explored different ones, and the bottom line is really love. Mm -hmm. That's all they teach. Yeah, absolutely. That's really you know, the Buddha, Jesus. Jesus. It's, it's all about love and compassion, and 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 helping your neighbors and, and being commuting with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I, I resonate that 100. Yeah. I think I think it's all about love. I think we yeah. are love, and um, I think I think some of these terms get a little abstract and heady for a lot of people. But um, I think when you open up to it and you really find you, you really find some resonance with that mm -hmm. truth, it just yeah. it becomes a knowing beyond just yeah. a, 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 a a cool sounding. Yeah. 
thing to say. <laughs> and, and I think that the difference is, are you living from your head or are you living from your heart? You know, it's just we get all into our heads and can get really analytical about stuff. But when you really go down a little bit and look inside of yourself and your heart, and you'll see that that's where the answer is. That's absolutely absolutely uh true um this culture that we live in also really conditions us to be in our head Mm -hmm. um so much of the time that we you know at the at the expense or at the neglect of our heart and actually connecting with those with those uh with our internal emotions and that like internal guidance system um so yeah I, i think there's a lot of truth to that but, um, but yeah, that that's that's definitely my thought on spirituality versus religion. So I'm taking from this: you consider yourself a spiritual person, but not so much religious. Oh, not religious, definitely <laughs> spiritual, and more and more, I I see it everywhere. Yeah, I yeah. I totally see it everywhere. And just 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 opening myself up to receive what is being given forever. I just haven't been noticing. Yeah, I get that. I think at this point, I would still consider myself a bit a uh, student of the Dharma a bit, but um, my explorations have go, gone beyond just there mm-hmm. as far as um, things that, you know, our journey that we've been going through these last few years. Uh, I've talked about it. I've talked about it in my writings. If you check out, if you're on the website, www.cultureofdad.com. Mm-hmm. I think I've even talked about it in the podcast. You know, I, I had my own personal spiritual awakening uh, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my explorations have gone so much far beyond just a set religion. But I think if I was to associate myself with any religion, I still consider myself very much a student of the Dharma. I think there's a lot of value there for me personally that mm-hmm. I get out of it. But um, but my 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 particular belief system goes even further mm-hmm. beyond what the Dharma is offering. Mm-hmm. And I still have a lot of affinity and I still associate myself a lot with um, just those foundational beliefs that mm-hmm. I got in Christianity and Catholicism. Um, but I've shedded so much of that throughout my, throughout my path. So, yes, we are going to be right back with the next segment. It's going to keep tuning in, y'all. We'll be right back with some other stuff. So, since this is the relationship series, and I know people, we've been talking about a lot of just our individual beliefs and thoughts on spirituality, um, let's let's get right into the whole relationship side of things and get into how it plays a role within our relationship as a couple, um, as parents, what it is that we're trying mm-hmm. to bring to our family and instill with our son, mm-hmm. um, these thoughts, so... Oh, it's so, so important to be in a very similar path. And as you said before, we have been in a very similar path. Which um, I have to say, I feel pretty fortunate about. And <laughs> I think if you can get on a similar path, you know, your relationship is uh, much better off for it. But go ahead. I mean, I... I uh, prior to, prior to you, I've been with people that being very religious. It, it just just didn't quite work for me. You know, it's not just about what happens in the household; it's what happens outside of the household, mm-hmm. also. And in bringing similar beliefs and different and similar ways of being inside the house and outside the house makes a huge difference for me. Yeah, um, well, I can only imagine. I mean, I, I you do hear often about those those stories about like interreligious households where you know dad is maybe Christian or Catholic and mom is Jewish and the struggles those those two would have. Oh, our cat is here. <laughs> the struggle those two would have. Um, I was actually reading an article not too long ago on Fatherly about. Um, 
uh, a couple in that same particular mm-hmm. situation and how difficult it is, especially once they started having kids mm-hmm. because it became a thing of like, well, what are we doing? What are the holidays mm-hmm. are about around mm-hmm. here? You know, are we celebrate? Are we celebrating, um, you know, Yom Kippur? Are mm-hmm. we doing Christmas? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing, not Yom Kippur, Hanukkah? Are we doing Hanukkah? Are we doing Christmas? And, you know, is the kid Jewish or is the kid mm-hmm. Catholic? Or, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and I've heard, you know, sometimes some of these some of these battles can actually break up couples, yeah. which is kind of sad. I mean, considering if you love somebody, it's an end because you know you're not the same religion yeah. or something. And for us, um, in my experience, it also helps with respecting each other, respecting each other's beliefs. Um, we may have similar beliefs and may see things differently just based on our history. And the fact that we understand what we get individually from, for example, from meditation, Mm. you know, for me, it gives me room to um, step back when you need to meditate. Even if I get upset because you're meditating for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> the fact I is... I do not meditate for hours and hours and hours, people. I don't know. She got. She's trying to make me sound like a monk. I'm telling you. Y'all know. Y'all listen to my podcast. I'm far from a monk, but go ahead. But with that, even with that, one of the things that I've learned with time is that if you need to meditate for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> I have learned to, first of all, mind my own business. Yeah, that's a good one. And second, <laughs> I have learned to to look within and see what do I need. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that I need that I, I I need for him to? Why do I want him to stop meditating? What is that about? Mm-hmm. So it really gives me an opportunity to really look within myself, and I've learned to mind my own business and do what I want to do during that time. Yeah, I think. I think for me, especially when it comes to uh, my meditation, <laughs> meditating for hours or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, uh, you know, definitely it, bring, it brings uh, a sense of peace and um, mm-hmm. more compassion and understanding to mm-hmm. me, my everyday presence. Like, you know me, we've been together for many years now and I don't I think I would imagine that you see a stark difference between who I used to be and who I am now. Um, Absolutely. But I think, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a very triggersome person. Like, I can be triggered. I can get attitude. I can, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I'm, a, I'm a dude from the hood. I'm from New York City. You know, I got all sorts. Like, I got a lot of feist and, and you know, yeah, I can get spicy. It gets spicy around here a little bit. Especially, but you know, especially since we had our kid, and you know, okay. kids can really trigger you, trigger the hell out of you. So, you know, getting to the place where I'm at now really allows me to mm-hmm. kind of be more compassionate, be more understanding, be more just present in the moment, and more forgiving mm-hmm. um, of myself, mm-hmm. of our son, of, mm-hmm. of you, like you know, all of that. Just. Yeah. Um, so the benefits, you know, I think outweigh the negatives as far as, you know, you complaining because I'm meditating. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Like, seriously. You know, there's a lot of people relate- with relationship issues. They talking about, oh, my man is cheating on me. My man is <laughs> my man's beating me. He's doing all this. My girl's, my girl's <laughs> issue is I meditate too much. Like, really? Come on, y'all. <laughs> Again. I have learned to mind my own business and take that time for myself and see what do I need, you know, besides wanting you to do whatever I want you to do, you know, what's up with that and what's going on with me. So it just gives me an opportunity to, to look within. I think also that brings, that brings a really good point in that, um, there's this individual aspect Mm -hmm. of, of one's approach to spirituality we're a couple and we're going through our path together but we also are going through our paths individually Mm -hmm. we have our own individual paths and then we have our uh, I guess familial path for lack of a better term but the idea that um, you know it's allowed you to come to a place where Mm -hmm. you're like well what do I need etc what in me like what is my process individually in this moment what is what is it that I need maybe it's what is it that I need from him right now because I feel neglected or whatever the case may be um I and at the same I didn't say that. 
That was an example. They know when I say whatever the case may be, I'm just saying I'm just spitting out my ass and talking shit, right? Okay. Okay. But, but this along the same lines for me at the same time, you know, it's my own individual path. Like I'm not like, oh baby, let's go meditate together. I'm like, yo, I need my time and space. I'm gonna go meditate. Although sometimes we do that. Sometimes. We absolutely, and those are beautiful moments because we get. Yeah, it, it just it just goes to another place. For yeah, me. of course. Like that that energy yeah. goes to another place. It's always nice, and there's a warmth and familiarity. Yeah. But at the same time, on the individual side of things, when I need to just go meditate, I'm just I'm gonna go meditate, <laughs> or you know, and 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 that idea, which allows us to be us individuals and be whole, complete people. I feel like spirituality brings that to the table a little bit more because it really allows you to kind of step into yourself and be a whole person as opposed to being somebody who's looking for somebody else Mm -hmm. to complete you. And it's a process, right? We are constantly growing in, in that wholeness that you're talking about. It's, it's exercising that and, and being that more than anything else. I strongly believe as a life coach, I believe it's, you could do a lot of things, but the question is, who are you being about it? Mm-hmm. And even in our path, having similar path, you know, also allows us, allows us to share resources. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know, which is one of the benefits that I see. You may hear someone and you may think I would get benefits from it so you may say just check this out so I think sharing resources is a big one and also you know learning things that we may not know from each other yeah definitely I I think I think and I I I don't necessarily want to attribute this to us having a strong spiritual foundation within our relationship but it may have something to do with that but I just feel like that underbed of the spirituality really allows us to um, be more open with each other. You know, I think I think there was I think there are relationships out there. I think there was a time even in our own relationship where, you know, we could easily fall into all sorts of preconceived notions, whether it be like gender roles and mm-hmm. this and that and like, um, you know. There was a time where I'd very much be like, I, I don't want to hear nothing from this person, whatever. I got it all. I, I like, I'll tell y'all, I can be a real egotistical person sometimes, <laughs> and you know, I'd be very. That would make me very closed off to mm-hmm. to your sharing information or you're sharing some wisdom or some insight you know and I think the underbed of spirituality that we have in our relationship really allows me to be open to listening and taking mm-hmm. taking things in and also giving you know and to, to not to not necessarily feel like okay well this is me and this is my sector and this is my domain and really allow us to kind of yeah have more fluidity in our relationship whether it's gonna be like you know you're making more money this month and I'm at the house more but I'm doing more domestic daddy stuff or you know and that might not necessarily be the traditional Mm -hmm. gender roles but it'll work for us because Mm -hmm. we have like a really strong solidarity within our partnership Mm -hmm. within our family where we're like working together we know we're both holding up our ends of the structure mm-hmm. and so that the structure is kind of uniform and mm-hmm. solid um, without having like egos and all this extra bullshit coming in that's fucking with us that's making us be like oh well, well. the ego does kick in of course us. we're not we're not monks like, I'm not a monk you're not a uh, nun whatever yeah, we're human but I, people I, but I, I in my experience you know it's it's recognizing and noticing when the ego wants to take over and and stepping back and if you if I need to go meditate or breathe, you know, then that's what I do for my benefit and benefit of our family. Right. You know. And speaking of family, you know, just having Zayden who's a six and a half year old, very smart the half is very important. <laughs> very smart boy and he is very creative and he definitely has a temper and he definitely wants to do his own thing. Yes, um, my beautiful little pain yeah. in the butt. <laughs> uh, having him from 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 the beginning we really 
began to tell him about breathing you know exercising breathing when he gets mad we constantly remind him to breathe it out that's my favorite thing to say when he gets upset it's like okay whatever's happening you have the right to feel that way and 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 you get to choose how you want to feel next absolutely and like he's such a strong-willed fiery personality Mm -hmm. type with these like really volatile emotions Mm -hmm. that that this really comes big time into play where, you know, as far as teaching him to self-control, teaching Mm -hmm. him things like how to, you know, regulate his emotions and bring himself back down. And, um, whether it's going to his breath to calm himself and finding, because, you know, I think without that, I think, I feel like our, our family would be a lot more all over the place yeah. if we didn't have like some sort of staple that yeah. kind of helps ground yeah. us all and like yeah. teaching that to him so that he can have a life yeah. where he'll always be able to kind of self-regulate and self, um, well, just, you know, just be in control of his life yeah. be from, starting from being in control of himself mm-hmm. to the other things in his life that he mm-hmm. can control, like learning that he's learning those foundational points mm-hmm. now as we teach him how to kind of access all of this within him. And the the breathe it out, like I always tell him, just breathe it out. I'm learning that he, and he's learning that he gets to choose that. Because mm-hmm. lately he's been telling me, I don't want to breathe it out. Like he wants to be mad. And I said, well, you have the right to be mad. I just yeah. go over there. I don't want to look at you right now. Yeah. But, and he goes away and then he comes back when he's ready. But the fact is that having that tool of breathing things out is something that he chooses mm-hmm. he has to be willing to breathe it out and when he's not then he has to go over there and do it do do it by himself be mad by himself but the fact is that he he's learned enough and he mm-hmm. although he's continuing to learn that even when you give him that space to say fine you want to be mad then be mad yeah. that's your choice do what you got to do he can go, he'll, he'll go when he's ready yeah. and go within and actually start to calm himself down and start to breathe it out. Mm-hmm. Another thing, like, you know, we used to do timeouts a lot with him and those were great moments for him. Like he, I actually started practicing a little bit of meditation of just kind of going within mm-hmm. and just kind of self-regulating and doing a little reflection on, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. while he's in timeout to own, owning that personal responsibility so that he can kind of learn the lesson and come out of timeout in a fresher state and a fresher mindset. And I think without, like, without mm-hmm. these tools that we have in our spirituality, whether it's meditation, mm-hmm. whether it's breath work, which that's a lot of what she's talking about, mm-hmm. going within, going to the breath, that's mm-hmm. breath work. Um, whether it's meditation, breath work, um, just... Affirmations. Affirmations. The affirmations are a huge thing for him. Um, it's, it, that's... We we just started with our formation. Yeah, but he picked he picked that He's concept up, up so so quickly, yeah. and I mean it, it it correlates with some of the other bedtime stuff that we've done with him mm-hmm. throughout the past. As far as you know, connecting with that I am presence within. Um, but definitely, you know, when you find things that resonate, it's like yeah, just pick it up and go, run with that, you know. And so seeing how much he enjoys the affirmations you know even when he's feeling like low self-esteem and not confident in himself Mm -hmm. just to kind of start doing affirmations about you know what he's accomplished what he's Mm -hmm. done who loves him who Mm -hmm. are those around him who loves him all of that kind of really Mm -hmm. feeds into his soul and really builds him back up he's learning how to do that for himself as opposed to you know having to go throughout life and not figure out how to do these things until he's, you know, in his adulthood, as a lot of people who <laughs> kind of do, yeah. as I kind of did. <laughs> um, the idea that he's yeah. he's getting that support yeah. and, and that yeah. guidance now at an early age because mm-hmm. he has parents who are on the mm-hmm. same page spiritually and see these tools as valuable assets to teach our kid yeah. is um, yeah. a, a, a beautiful thing. Um, there are two other things that we do with as a family which is uh, connecting with each other like we find we find time i mean we make time not find time we make time you know you have to make time with him it's like okay Zayden, 
let's connect with each other. We connect yeah. with each other before we leave, he leaves the house. I leave the house. I ask him to put his hand on his heart and just connect with yourself. Let's connect with each other. We also have this uh, the practice. We call it uh, family happy list. <laughs> and basically on that family happy list, we have five items that we do as a family. And those items are brushing your teeth. <laughs> uh, in These the are the items currently. We try currently. to change them every so change often. But. <laughs> so commit, we are committed to brushing our teeth twice a day. We are committed to breathing. Breathing separately and breathing together. We are committed eating. to eating together whenever possible. Dancing uh, and listening to music. Yep. And connecting. Connecting. Those are those are on the five lists right now. We're reading that off of our, our family board. Um, but especially back to the idea of connecting, which mm-hmm. like these are all this is all great stuff to be teaching our kids, but there's a huge value for us. Um for us all, it's not just about what sure. we're teaching our kids. I get a huge value out of the connecting, um, the connecting piece because, you know, in the world that we live in, it's so easy to get distracted mm-hmm. and, and get caught up. We're on our computers, we're on our mobile phones. You know, um, we got all these different things that we kind of preoccupy ourselves with on a regular, and so. For me, I always see it as a practice time for me to pull away from that stuff mm-hmm. and to pull the, you know, put my phone down and to put the computer down, close the laptop and walk away from the laptop and actually come and sit with y'all and play together or just talk about our days. And like, you know, I didn't always want to do that stuff. Um, I didn't always want to do that stuff. I just was very much like plugged in and so making the effort to connect these ways hey baby to connect these ways has allowed me personally as a man really kind of break out of those habits Mm -hmm. of just being so plugged in and wanting to disconnect uh, from everything else it's allowed me to kind of really reconnect and tune in um, with my family and then seeing the value of that just with myself you know as I tune in more with myself I'm able to tune in more with my family as I tune in more with my family I'm able to tune in more with myself mm-hmm. and there's a huge value there that is beyond just what we're teaching the yeah, kid I agree um, so uh, yeah I think I think like having that flatbed that you know that foundation of spirituality in a relationship in a family is super valuable mm-hmm. um, I think for our relationship has been very valuable because mm-hmm. it definitely allowed me to bring more compassion I think more love more presence and mindfulness into the times that we are able to have together albeit limited in scope because you know we're not you know single kids who just have no responsibilities we got kids and working and trying to build businesses and doing this and that but one kid one kid <laughs> well we got Grace's, oh, our baby too i think it was a kid we got a godchild and you know which we need to make some more time and get her <laughs> over here <laughs> okay kids okay well you know our babies just our loved ones in general how about that um so when we're able to kind of connect intimately i i I value it so much and so I have that presence and awareness to really be mindful in those mm-hmm. moments and really appreciate them and really be there and connect mm-hmm. with you and I think without that you know it'd be so easy like I we go out we have our date nights and stuff mm-hmm. when we're hanging out and stuff like that we'll go to the bar or whatever we do and I look around and everybody was staring at phones. How many times have we That's gone true. out and we see people on dates? That's Remember true. that time? We went out for my birthday not too long ago. And was it my birthday or it was my graduation or something? We had like a celebratory mm-hmm. thing. And we went out to this little like, like Spanish place or whatever. Oh. And there was a young couple. And it looked like, you know, it could have been, I don't know if it was a first date or whatever. And... They were so into their phones. It was like, are y'all together? Y'all don't even look like y'all were just the only. They were at a table eating food together, but 
when they talked to each other, they looked annoyed because it was like they were being pulled away from their phone. And when they weren't talking to each other, they were just staring at their phone, typing they, while like mindlessly yeah. eating. <laughs> a great example of not being present. Yeah. So it's like, that seems like a waste. Like, why are we together if when we're together, I don't want to be there? If I would rather just be on my phone. Like, and that's not to say, like, we're not perfect. Sure, we go out, we'll be at the bar sometimes. You pull out your phone or I'll pull out my phone where, you know, still might be caught up in a little bit. The rest, the days lingering or whatever. But we have more access to the ability to really yeah. put it down and tune in with each other. And we, we make the most of that, mm-hmm. you know. And that that's brought, a, that's brought us back, I think, a lot of, of our intimacy, which... Because it's not, it's not as abundant as it was before we had a yeah. kid, it, it's the the intimacy we sh- the intimacy we share now is just that much more meaningful. Of course, it's like you know just just seeing the contrast. We had all this time before, and now we don't have much time, so we make the best of the time we do have. Right. It takes definitely takes some mindfulness to do that, and, and some appreciation. Yeah. I appreciate you sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, are there any other thoughts that you have as far as what spirituality is bringing to our relationship or to our family, what we're bringing um, to our son as far as what we're teaching him and stuff? Um, I just think I just it's evolving, mm-hmm. you know, as he as he gets older and as we uh, get more in touch with ourselves. I think that it will continue to evolve. Yeah. I think um, just like life, there's, there's this continual growth and um, mm-hmm. opportunity for development if you don't give up on it. <laughs> if, you, if you don't just yeah. get complacent and say, fuck it, this is where I'm at and I, this is it. But um, I think part of life is also very much about continuing to grow and being open to that yeah. and if you're willing to do it and if you you know you, exactly. you are open to to get the answers that you need in order to move forward exactly so I, I think when it comes to spirituality it's very much the same like you can get stuck in like in, into something and that can become your religious doctrine even mm-hmm. if you're not in a religion you could just be this is what I do and this is just my set mm-hmm. way and I'm content with that and I just want to stay doing that forever and that's okay too it is nothing wrong with that it's whatever fulfills and completes a person Mm -hmm. but that that's not to say that the possibility for more growth and for more in general isn't there because it always is Mm -hmm. I agree so anyway I think that is the culmination of this segment um definitely I want to be able to talk a little bit about fresh air coaching which is Allison's coaching business definitely um be sure to check her out you can visit her online hit her Facebook page the website is being redesigned it's going back up soon but tell them about the Facebook page tell them about some of your offerings that you got going on Mm because she knows her shit and she offers a lot of value thank you this has really been a great opportunity to have this conversation you know, where people can hear it, but then it's been fun to, to have yeah. my baby on my podcast. <laughs> uh, you can search me at, at Allison coaches. I have a business page in there on Facebook, on Facebook mm-hmm. and my business. I am the creator of fresh air coaching air is still a E R coaching. Again, my website is, it's going to, it's under construction. <laughs> so better terms. Just real quickly for 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 those who don't know, what exactly like what is talk, can you drop a little bit about what coaching is and specifically the coaching that you're offering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, fresh air coaching. I decided to name it fresh air because it's really giving you a different perspective. It's really helping you see things from a different point of view. It's really changing who you are and who you want to be in the world. Uh, I consider myself to be a life coach, but also it's spirituality. I, I obviously I believe a lot in spirituality, so I'm, I'm a spiritual life coach, and it's really my business is about connecting you to you, connecting you to 
the inner self, if you want to call it, connecting you to source, connecting you to the universe, to really open yourself up, but opening yourself up to what is available to you. And uh, there's a, a big difference between coaching and therapy. Coaching really focuses on a future. future it focuses on goals. And it's really looking at the goals and coming up with steps where you can actually make it a reality. Mm-hmm. It's really about creating your future as opposed to hoping that something's going to happen. It's really becoming empowered and it's really becoming who you really are. That's where the spirituality portion kicks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, I'm in the process of putting together a women's circle for curious caregivers. That's what I'm calling it. It's a women's circle specifically for caregivers who are curious about themselves, who are curious about how to be happier. Bottom line. Yeah, that's great. I think that's um, one of the ultimate goals in life. So exactly, whatever we can do to help people find that happiness within themselves I, that's a very beautiful thing that yes. we can offer to the world so stay tuned for more information about the women's circle uh, it's going to be a small group and it's going to be dynamic it's really intended to be intimate but also intended for women to listen to each other but also to create some actions and come up with some tools and actually you know empower each other and support each other at the same time very cool, very cool. So be sure to hit that Facebook page. You can search her, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, just one L, mm-hmm. Coaches. Um, right on Facebook, you'll find her page. You can see all the updates of what's going on with the group. Uh, if you want to join the group, hopefully you'll be doing some more of these offerings down the line where, you know, maybe you're bringing some men, maybe you're, maybe not, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and definitely, you know what it is. You hit the hit the website, cultadad.com. Uh, cultureofdad.com is the website but definitely you can find us on social media hashtag culture dad we're all over the place you know what it is it's your boy Zay we out